Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy. And this episode is all about quotes. But before we get into that, Jeff and I are trying to up our sound game. We're almost at 100 episodes. Yep. And we have invested in new equipment. And as we've mentioned, I think on a lot of episodes, we don't edit. <laughs> we we don't. We, really we could, I guess. It would take us a little bit of time to learn edit. that. But we're we're quite novices. But we are legends at podcasting now. oh yeah, yeah when we reach our 100th episode we will be legends honey legends manifesting we, we should uh we should do some kind of ceremony where we where we give each other a gift for our 100th uh anniversary oh yes well we don't even give each other gifts for our regular wedding anniversary i know but podcast wise we should <laughs> jeff right? and i are big gift givers because we're more minimalist so it's really funny that we, we do tend to uh, that is true but let's move into our, what the content of our episode is, and hopefully our sound quality is sounding a little better. Right. We'll put a I, little more work into it. I have a feeling my voice is going to be a little more bassy because I decided to move a little closer to the mic, but you guys don't need to know all those details. No, you don't. But you no. do now, so you're in it with us. You're in it with us. All right. So the topic of this episode is all about quotes. I remember quotes. when I was a kid, my Aunt Marilyn, I called her my Aunt Marn. Yep. Uh, I still call her my Aunt Marn. She had an awesome book of quotes, and I... I loved it. I, I I remember just reading it through and certain ones trying to memorize. And I love the idea that with quotes, people put so much thought into right. making them concise. There's so much meaning packed into a sen- single sentence. Yes. And it's just because somebody has taken the time to do that. It's, it's interesting, too, because you would imagine that a lot of the earliest quotes, quotes that we know of would have been just said. And then someone remembered them because they were so profound and wrote them down. Well, that's is what I would think. That's right. And a lot of, there's a lot of debate over who said what mm. first. So even some of the quotes we're going to go through in this episode, and, and what we want to do is, uh, is share quotes that we feel offer wisdom or quotes that just made us think or, or continue to make us think, contemplate our lives or right. or how we behave or or life's purpose, all of those. As those you can imagine, things. honey, I did copious amounts of research for this podcast. Yes. I googled the 100 most quoted things. <laughs> There's so. actually a website called Quote Investigator and it looks into who originally the said origins. quotes. Oh, neat. And yeah, as as mentioned earlier, there's definitely debate on a lot of these quotes. Sometimes they're from uh, taken directly from recorded speeches, you know, like "I have a dream." Uh, those those types of quotes, uh, they I guess are, well. Sometimes you wonder too. People had speechwriters, you know, for certain right. speeches, so you wonder too that the, maybe the if person it was who their gave, original idea. The, you you always want to think like you know with Oscar Wilde or whomever that said something quite profound, you want to imagine that it was actually them that said it. Not their, like, you know, Speech uh, assistant or, or their ghost whatever, writer or, or their lover or whatever, you know? It's like, but uh, what what do these what do these do? Are they, like, affirmations, these quotes? Are they the way you should live your life, like, a lot of the times? I know that there's, like, a copious or, like, a, you know, an unending... Uh, amount of quotes on different subjects of all kinds. Well, right. Some of them are used as affirmations and, and uh, you know, to inspire. I like the ones that just really make you think, the ones that are, I guess, mostly from philosophers or, or great authors uh, from our time and, and, and from the past. And 
I also like ones that are easy to remember. You know, those quotable quotes that you can slide into conversation when appropriate and uh, when they just fit. It's a great feeling. And uh, so I just want to jump into some of them because I think I'd like to get your thoughts on some of the quotes that I chose and see what you think. Go on. (laughs) Wisdom is knowing how little we know. So this one's yeah. often attributed to Socrates. Socrates, the wisdom. Yeah, I'm, I believe Socrates, or perhaps it was Aristotle that also said, the only thing that I know is I know nothing. Right. So there's a lot of variations on that similar. same idea, but yeah. I think it's very true. I think the, and the older we get, we certainly, they always say we have more wisdom as we get older, which yeah. makes sense, but I, I, we I definitely would. realize how little we do know. Yeah. And I'm also learning to let go of beliefs that I may have had for a long time. It's sometimes hard when you believe something for most of your life and you you cling to it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you find, you know, you're presented with proof that basically puts that belief in question. In question, and you have to you have to realize, hey, I guess I was wrong for the first forty something years of my life. And Those are the hits you take in life. Well, that's how we get better, right? That's how we get better. That's how we understand our world ourselves i often often think about this one as i cut you off the irony that's okay (laughs) the irony i'm used to it this quote is we have two ears and one mouth so we can listen so that we can listen twice as much as we speak ah yes so epictetus uh is a greek philosopher who said that and i often think about this in conversation because a lot of times people are thinking about their own response rather than listening to what somebody's saying and trying to really understand what's being said especially when they have an argument to make they're not listening to the other person's argument they're just worried about what argument they have to make yes you know what i mean exactly and those those kinds of people or like you know people with that mentality aren't going to have their minds changed usually because they're not even paying attention no, that's true. There's my little bit of philosophy for today. You can write that one down in your quote book. <laughs> Just joking. It's something that I feel like I need to work on. I I really have to make a conscious effort to listen more than I talk. I'm yeah. one of those people that likes to dominate conversation. Yeah. Uh, and it's just... I don't know if it's just a natural tendency. I, you know, I just enjoy talking with people. I enjoy podcasting. So yeah. I enjoy cutting and you off. And you're good at it, honey. You're good oh, at thank it. thank you. Yes. Oh. I love cutting you off whenever I possibly yes. can. And can I, can I bring up one of the quotes that I remember for some reason? You, do you have any quotes actually like that have been said? Oh, well, there's one like, you know, such as life. If you say that, that that's a quote. Someone said that. Right? Anything you say, really, someone has previously well, said. It is what it is. It is what it is. But which, which like, pieces of philosophy or quoted philosophy do you carry around with you? Do you is there one? or? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, one strong one for me is the purpose of our lives is to be happy, uh, said by the Dalai Lama. Ah, that's a good one. That's good. The one that the one that I carry around with me, and I have no idea where I picked it up, somewhere along this crazy journey of my life. Uh, it, it is, if you're going out to defend truth, never wear your best pants. For some reason, I never forgot that. I read that once probably in a book. And I, and I love it because it has many different possible meanings, I think. Well, how do you interpret it? Well, I think, it, I think of it as, you know, the truth is sometimes hard to uncover. So be prepared to, be prepared to uh, you know, get your clothes dirty and ripped and stuff trying to defend it. You know what I mean? Trying to, to take what's real and right 
and true in this world is never an easy thing to defend. So you better be ready for a fight. That's so, the way I take it. So the pants that are soiled are soiled. soiled. No one's pooping their pants. Well, huh? you're not wearing your best pants because I assume whatever pants you're wearing are going to be soiled in some sort. And I hear I'm thinking it's a duel, so there's going to be bloodshed hmm. in okay. the defense of truth. Here I thought you 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 imagined somebody pooping their pants, but I don't know. You know? That's what you went to was soiled. Well, yeah, <laughs> that is what I went to. No one's pooping their pants. What if it was pants. just actual soil? In this scenario, maybe no you, one is pooping their pants. Maybe you just rolled down a hill in some soil, and that's how you became soiled. Or poop. Who knows, right? <laughs> All Speaking right. of poop, it is the first day of spring, and we went for a walk today. And yes. watch out for those dog piles yeah. because they've been gathering up for they're the gathering whole up winter all winter they're just like it's only on top of the snow right or it's buried <laughs> it's hidden. buried here it's hidden no one in the can snow. see it That's it doesn't right. exist we uh we pick host our podcast pardon pick up after your dog yes so yeah was that a subliminal message that in. yeah it was we live uh in, didn't get by you though in in canada proudly proudly ho- host our podcast from st john new brunswick and uh so yeah spring comes the melting of snow and hence the reference to dog poop yes it's everywhere let's talk about another one everybody is a genius but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Did Einstein say that he one? He did. Yes, I thought so. I love that I, one. I, uh, yeah, I know. I've, uh, I've, I've read that one quite a few times. Einstein, yeah, had some good ideas, I guess. And it's something that I... Equals I, MC squared. It's one that I incorporate into my... Go ahead. You, I, I'm just doing my own little dialogue little below yours. Relativity there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know all about it. You want me to explain it? No, I won't. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Are you sure? Sure now. Okay, you're good. Get back to the fish. All right. So, no, it's, I often go back to this one in my daily life that, you know, people or myself, I'll I'll berate myself for not being good at any particular task or or some certain skill. And we have to realize that we all can't be good at everything. Yes, I do. <laughs> I talk. Joking. I mutter to myself as I'm walking down the sidewalk. About we just watched the special on Mark Maron, and he was talking about talking to himself and talking to his cats and stuff, and how we do it out loud now as we get older. And I loved it. Anyway, he's yes. funny. He's a funny guy. I'm going to move on to another quote because I feel like that one. Uh, no, it was a good one. Well, yeah, I think it. Yeah, but I think we we played that one out. Okay, we get talking about Mark Maron and dog poop. Well, so. you know, honey, it's better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak and to remove all doubt. Yes, uh, Oscar Wilde. Well, there's no. a debate on this one. Some people attribute it to uh, Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln, and some people attribute it to Mark Twain. Mark Twain. But uh, there's even other people that are are thought to have said it first. So that's a good one. If only people believed that and followed it, you know, most of the time. A lot of times these quotes, though, are shortened, right? They're right. So the, they don't really match up to the original. Yeah. But you're right. There are times when we just need to keep our mouths shut. Yeah. And I'm speaking to myself, you know, with that. But I all of all of these quotes I've chosen because they are ones that I, I consciously think about in my interactions in daily life. It's hard to do that, though, because we're human and we love the sound of our own voices. You know what else? The trouble is, you think you have time. <laughs> yes. Buddha said that. Ah, uh, Buddha. Buddha. Um, yes. And that's one of those, you know, ideas, I guess a little bit of existentialism mm-hmm. thrown into the mix. All This one actually made me think of the pandemic. All great changes are preceded by chaos. And that's by uh, Deepak Chopra. 
Wow. And I think that, you know, when I think about the pandemic, when I think about what the world is going through, we are certainly going to see great changes. It's, uh, I think a lot of the, you know, aspects that we've, um, taken on because of the pandemic will continue on after the pandemic. Well, this next one sort of fits as well. When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And that was from Viktor Frankl. Uh, Right. He wrote Man's Search for Meaning, which is one of our really popular podcast episodes. So search back in the catalog. Check that one out. Uh, Really talking about the purpose of life. And uh, Viktor Frankl spent a lot of time in concentration camps and uh, obviously witnessed some some of life's worst horrors and uh, came out on the other side with strong words of wisdom. And that quote is among many. But you know, definitely when we're in times like this, we, we, it's situations that we can't change. So we need to change ourselves, whether, you know, going through periods of isolation and quarantine and how do we adapt to that? You know, we, well, it's a good opportunity to get to know yourself a little bit better, what you need, what you want, what you strive for, what you're all about. We're only here for a finite amount of time, so might as well figure it out now. Well, even changing overall beliefs in terms of, you know, the idea of individual rights over, you know, how I'm thinking here around mask wearing. Yeah. You know, the idea of you know wearing masks for the overall wellness of the community and uh, yeah. and understanding that and, and how that's been a large debate and, and certainly a divider amongst the population, you know, Um uh, then we'll we'll be moving into you yeah know, division over vaccination. Well, in and- the beginning, we didn't. It was very odd to see people wearing masks, and the whole like concept, the whole idea and concept of wearing masks was pretty new and kind of scary. Not scary, but just like you know, people didn't really like. You notice people wearing masks, but now everybody's wearing masks, so no one really notice. Well, the, yes, you know? yes. Initially, it was. You attribute it to, you know, someone's yeah. going to commit a robbery or it's, it's you know, a little alarming to see people with their faces covered. But yeah, that change became a reality. Right. And we've, so we've changed ourselves because right. we weren't able to change the situation. And now we're totally cool with it, with masks, for the most part, except for those crazy people who don't want to wear them. Yes. Wear your damn mask, people. Yeah. Okay. Let's go into another one. You can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world but there will always be someone who hates peaches <laughs> that one's by Dita Von Teese. and I think you know I, that one I, I think spoke to me because we just not everyone's going to like us no and, and we have to be okay with that I'm definitely you know? somebody who is a you know a, a people pleaser me too. I, enjoy I don't having... like it when people don't like me no like a, I don't really know anybody who doesn't like me not to you know I'm not gloating or anything but I'm just uh, I don't know. I don't think I know anybody that doesn't. We like have a me. whole club, honey. Oh, we geez. don't even tell you about it. Oh no, <laughs> I'll have to show up to one of these meetings sometimes. <laughs> whole club of Jeff. It haters. was me. No, but I think there are. I I think it's again, it's human nature for people to want to be liked. It, it actually comes from our our truest nature of the idea that we need to be accepted within a, a tribe or a village yeah. in order to survive. When you think about, you know, the earliest humans, you needed to hunt as a group, yeah. uh, live, you know, in, in a community, uh, you know, in terms of um, agriculture and having the uh, security of, of a group situation. So oh, being liked absolutely. was important in terms of survival. Yeah. So it's a very, 
you know, understandable human thing to want to be liked. And it's quite a duality. Nothing to be apologetic for. It's just... There's a duality there big time with like how in the present day life, people mostly like me. But in the early days when I was younger going to school, I had a new enemy every week that I would have to watch out for as soon as I left my home. So they wouldn't chase me down and, you know, beat me up. <laughs> really? Well, I came from a tough, tough, tough part of town, the west side, St. John. And it was like, kick butt or get your butt kicked. Right. Kind of thing. So anyway. what were you doing that they all didn't like you? Just I don't being know. Jeff? Yes, just being Jeff. And just they Jeff. They were anti-Jeff for whatever reason. I, I, I wouldn't say I was a troublemaker, but anyways. Well, you know what, This Jeff? isn't a... Uh, this isn't a, a dive into Jeff's head podcast. <laughs> you are the sky. Everything else, it's just the weather. Oh, that's nice. You know, it, that just reminds me of that That's poem. from That's from Pema Chodron. Oh. Is, uh, uh, you know, that, 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 that was a quote. I wasn't just me throwing that no, in a regular I, conversation. I got that part. It reminds me of that poem by Alden Nolan that you share every once in a while, where it's like, I better tell them that it's raining or... They'll think I'm crazy. That's right. Or something like that. I come that. in from a walk with yeah. you. Yeah, you got it. How does it go? So I come. They in They asked from... me if it's raining. I I didn't notice. I. I better. I, I better give them the right answer. They'll think I'm crazy or yeah, something along some, those yeah, lines. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Check out our Instagram for that full poem in correct Alden. form and not completely massacred like I just did. An incredible he's... Canadian poet called Alden Nolan. He's my favorite writer. Speaking of great writers, uh, to travel is to discover that everyone is wrong about other countries. Hmm. That's by Aldous Huxley. Ah, Aldous Huxley. Right, which we named our son Huxley. Yep. In, uh, in uh, I guess as a, what's the word I'm looking for? What? <laughs> looking for a word here. Which, what, really? <laughs> yes. Uh, we named him Huxley in, in uh, I guess, based on Aldous Huxley. You're not coming up with the word in, either. Jeff's just giving me a complete in, memoration. In, in memor, in memorum, <laughs> I'm just going to come up with a word in memorigugumbala. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, I know what you're. I know the word you're trying to think of. I can't oh, think of it either. I know, and I bet you our listeners know. It but is that's there okay. it, uh, in memory. No, you don't want to say in memory, right? No, it's uh, as an uh, oh, as uh, an ode. Uh, uh, no, no, a nod. As no, a nod? I don't think that's it either. <laughs> We're just going to leave this one. It will come to us before the podcast ends. That's right. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Robert Frost, another poet. Right. Interesting. And I love this one. I mean, how often in life are we faced with uh, a decision to make? And oftentimes, well, you could think even as as teenagers, for instance, if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you? Yeah. <laughs> Take the path last traveled. Yeah. <laughs> the bridge. Walk along the bridge till you get to safe ground. Um, that's probably not what he meant by his poem at all, but that's just a very know. practical explanation of what that could mean. That's the message that uh, <laughs> Stephen King had in Stand By Me. Take the bridge. Take the no, it was not. <laughs> oh, they were they were on the bridge and they had to jump into the water. Right. Yeah. Well, they took the risk. They took the risk. You got to take the risk in life, baby. Can you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be? Uh, no one's ever told, told me. Charles hmm? Bukowski. Oh, Charles Bukowski said that. Yes. Read it again. 
Can you, can you remember who you were before the world told you uh, who you should be? I see what you mean, yeah. It's kind of going back Stick. to what what is the origin of mm-hmm. Jeff? Mm-hmm. The well, one that everybody hated. What would you say is the origin of Jeff? I would be curious you to hear your the, answer. Before you became the people pleaser. I didn't know. I didn't know who you were before the world told you who you should be. I, I think it's almost going back to childhood. The question is, though, what is the world telling me that I should be? I don't know. Probably exactly what I am. The world's telling us that we need to be you we know, need to kind buy this. to we others. Need to buy we need to be measured in terms of our opinions mm-hmm. and our dialogue. Uh, that we need to wear certain things to be appropriate. Oh, I do all those things. That's right. <laughs> but when you were a kid, yeah, those aren't things that well, crossed I, our mind. I think kids just wanted to, you know, cause trouble, like kids do, you know? Well, you know what else? He who angers you conquers you. I probably cause trouble too. He who angers you con Yeah, you can't let yourself get worked up because you decide to become angry. Well, yes, and they say anger is like poison. Somebody can coax you into anger, but uh, you decide. So that was a, that was attributed to Elizabeth Kenny, and uh, Elizabeth Kenny was a bush nurse in Australia. Ah, okay. Uh, but I do like that one. I'm not one who often gets angry. It's not even a feeling uh, or an emotion that I am well acquainted with. I mean, there are people who walk around with an incredible amount of rage. Everybody and gets angry in different ways. Some people like throw the toaster. Some people honk their horn in traffic. Some people bottle it in. What do you do? Right. I get. <laughs> I, I push it down deep. I push it down deep. <laughs> deep Blow deep, all deep. the crap. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I get more irritable. I get. I, I yeah, become irritated do. rather than angry. Never with me, though. Thank God. I'm just joking. <laughs> I think it happens ang- all the time. It has to be something quite significant for something to, to bring on anger in me. I like to hold that emotion for, for the really, really hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Had that drink go down? Uh, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> it's all right. All right. Uh, we do not remember days. We remember moments. That is very true. Very true. We can't remember Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, what day it happened. And that's from uh, Cesare Pavese, who's an oh. Italian. Ah. Uh, well, it, I remember I think... good moments and bad, mo- bad moments, but usually the bad moments more than anything else because it's so jarring, usually. Well, I think anything that creates strong emotion is mm-hmm. becomes memorable. Like movies. I tried to think back... Poems. I often think back to these random moments in childhood, not full days. If I tried to think of an entire day when I was six, I wouldn't remember it. But I will right. remember little snapshots, flashbacks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I try to think about why that particular memory was etched in my mind. Yeah. And try to, and, and often, you know, think about whether there's a, a thread or a common thread as to why certain memories had, are they part of, you know, what's shaped our, our personality or, you know, for some people, obviously they've endured trauma and that, and that, uh, yeah, it's really interesting that you say that because you always hear these stories of like the moment I saw a bird, I knew, I knew at that moment that I wanted to bird watch the, like for my entire life. You know, right. some people that happens to people. I, the first time I laid eyes on a hockey puck, I knew I was going to win the Stanley Cup. Like that happens to people. So how does that how does that happen to people? Right. People are, you know, they're influenced and then they become 
influenced by that. You know what I mean? Well, but then do you ever have memories and you think, why the heck is that a memory? Like yeah. it seems so mundane. Well, for case, case in, t- like just for the case of the sake of talking rather, what is your we've earliest got, We've got memory? all the words tonight. What is your earliest memory? My earliest memory is on a, a trip to Ontario where my I was staying at aunt and uncle's. Yeah. And as I was leaving my aunt, I had used this little plastic cow cup. Ah. It was like a, a sippy cup, but it had the... Like the, the head of it or the shape of the sippy part was a cow. Interesting. And I loved it. And as I was leaving the morning we left, she gave me the cup. Was, I remember it being white and yellow. That's a really good first memory. I feel like from asking my parents, I was four. I was around four when that happened. Yeah. I don't know if it was the idea that somebody was so generous. Yeah. You know, I obviously I'd had gifts and I have very generous family overall, but for, I don't know whatever reason that stuck to me, hmm. stuck for me. And another, and from that same trip, I remember being on a, a merry-go-round. It, if you ask that question to somebody though, what is your earliest memory? Nine times out of 10, someone actually had like has something that they believe to be the earliest memory, which is interesting to me. Well, yeah, but I. How do you pick that one to be the first? I remember it and thinking it's a sippy cup. I must have been really young, and then asked my parents when that trip was, and because it was a vacation, they could nail down the year. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I think I have a lot of other memories that I couldn't piece together. What, how old I was when they actually happened? But, I mean, then there's people who say they can remember their own birth, but. What? That's impossible. (laughs) I'm all for like you know. New age ideologies, I guess they some of them could be you know real and you know believable, but remembering your your birth, I've never met anybody that that has remembered their birth. It well would no, have been a traumatic. They're like on experience. TLC, so they were born with with PTSD. <laughs> well, maybe they found it was light at the end of the tunnel and they found the light. They're on TLC. <laughs> That's good. I was wondering if you're going to pick that one up. I got it. Muddy water is best cleared by leaving it alone. Yes. Yes. So uh, I know I often try to jump to a solution when I, when somebody has a problem. Right. I, I want to find the answer to fix it. Yes. Uh, You're the person people go to though, when they need help as well. Like emotionally, you're, you're a very strong and measured person. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's a nice compliment. Yeah, it is. Uh, I guess it is. I, yeah, so maybe I should stop cutting people off when they when well, they come to you've me. You've never <laughs> cut me off, so I don't even know what that would okay, feel so like. Okay, so next one. <laughs> this Thanks one, a lot, um, honey. <laughs> but I should say muddy water is best cleared by leaving it alone. It, it's just the idea that yeah. problems sometimes problems just will resolve. They will fix themselves yeah. um, unless they're like a uh, burnout light bulb that won't fix itself. No. There's many things that won't fix itself. Yes, many things but. in our home that are currently broken that we have not taken the time to fix. <sighs> yeah. If only we had like a handyman. Yeah. Or a handy woman. The thing is... Somebody handy. We really could do it ourselves, but we... I don't know why we don't. It's like an exercise in futility, though. Well, we'd have to watch too many YouTube videos. All yeah. right. This one is a common one, but I, another one I, I look too often. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Yeah, that is good. So it's a, you know, a proverb, the proverb that really speaks to self-sufficiency. But you, you think about it even with kids. Like you could, for instance, as an example, you can tie your kids' shoes every morning or mm-hmm. you could spend, you know, 
15 minutes and show them how to tie their own shoes. Which, incidentally, we should teach our kid to tie his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting there. He's getting there. I know. I don't want, to, I don't want uh, Velcro to have to be a permanent no. I know that's thing. the thing. It's like whenever we go buy footwear for him, it's like, yeah, let's get him the Velcro. <laughs> and we next thing you know, he's 28. And we're like, let's just get him the Velcro. <laughs> because the teachers are all like, make sure they, you send them with shoes that they can put on. And then I'm like, what if his shoe tying skills aren't up to par? We'd better just give him that Velcro so he's not, uh, you know, I know it makes sense. For... And you know what? He's used to Velcro. It's what he knows. He's going to know it the rest of his life. It's that's hard all with get. only having one child because you're like every once in a while I have to Google like what type of thing am I supposed to teach him now that he's eight? You know, you know what? Like I remember thinking, I wish I had Velcro on my boots. Yeah, there you go. There, well, I said eventually it. you'll get there again. Yeah, but um, there are you know I remember seeing kids eat using forks like using utensils and i'm like oh we better get on that oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) you sort of look around and see what the other kids are doing then you're like yeah i better teach that one yeah this one is by uh thoreau henry thoreau the price of anything is the uh, the amount of life you exchange for it Mm, that's true and i i wanted to end with this one because i just feel it's it's just something that is so important when we think about how many hours we spend in our workday or how many hours we spend uh, doing anything in terms of, you know, maybe obligations that we didn't want to say yes to. And it's our life. And all of those things are our life. And in terms of making needless purchases with money that you had to earn, yeah. you know, if you look at dollars spent as representing hours of your own labor and your own life, yeah. It does definitely put, you know, spending in perspective as well. So I really love that quote. Thoreau knew what he was talking about. Yeah, he did. Walden, great book. Yes, Walden by Henry from, Thoreau. Where that's from. But, no, um, I don't know either. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And if you guys have any quotes that you want us to know or, and read, uh, send them our way. We're everywhere. I, don't, I, I could go through the list, but literally. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, there you go. And, and others. Well, our podcast is on any platform you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till Til next, next time. time.